0: Welcome back to Not Your Average BS, where we talk about what everybody else is thinking. I'm Brendy and I'm Shannon. What's up, guys? Happy Monday! Hope your week is off to a great start. Probably is now that you're tuning into this episode. Exactly. <laughs> so we're so excited for today's episode because we are bringing on our very first guest. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um. So the whole point in bringing on guests from time to time, as Brendy and I have talked about, is really to just bring unique stories, kind of motivate and inspire you from different people's perspective. So this week, we have none other than my brother. (laughs) You want to introduce yourself?
1: What's up, guys? I'm Kevin. I'm honored to be here today. Everybody else's schedules must have been busy if I'm your first guest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, with my brother on the episode, we wanted to talk about how he navigated college on a little bit of a longer-term track, as he likes to call it, the scenic route, Um, how he deals with major life changes, and pursuing what he's absolutely passionate about, even when everybody else tells you to play it safe.
2: So the way we wanted to structure our interviews is kind of incorporate what Shannon and I do regularly, but kind of from our guest perspective. So we're still going to be bringing you guys our appetizer, a pop culture moment, and then a main topic that we're going to talk about. So without further ado, let's get into the appetizer.
0: All right. What appetizer do you have for us today, Casey? Or, well, I call him Casey because his name is Kevin Charles, but to everybody else, whenever we moved... He went by Kevin. So if I say Casey, that's who I'm talking about.
1: Just call me whatever you want. (laughs) Um, Daddy. uh, Anything except for that. (laughs) Oh, this got weird. Uh, Yeah, so my appetizer um, is Creative Live. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Mm-hmm. So, as we'll get into in this episode, um, I'm very into camera work, photography, and video. Creative Live is basically like a place where you can watch online courses um, in a more structured version than like YouTube. And they have everything from creative to financial management, starting a business. Um, I know. You guys have inspired Jackie to want to get into podcasting. Yes, hey and Queen. So she's actually watching a course on how to start a podcast. Oh, so. that's
0: awesome! Is, is it free? How much does it cost? Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's a couple different routes. They have always have free classes, and then there is a membership which I have, and then you can buy like a la carte individual classes. Mm-hmm.
0: And how often do you, like, watch them or...
1: Uh, um, I would say I watch... I try to watch a little bit every day because yeah. there's different courses. I'm going through a boot camp right now um, on some, like, video editing techniques, and it's, like, 60 hours total. Oh, so wow. it'll take a long time. But then there's ones that you can watch in a day. So it just depends what you're trying to do.
0: And it has, like... To everything like yeah. does it tell you about equipment like yeah. you mentioned the podcast one so it mm-hmm. does it bring you through what equipment you should have and like the editing software
1: yeah yeah so there's different ones so that's why I like it is because you have the one-off courses if you have like a specific thing about maybe how to structure an episode but then they have the boot camps where it's from ground zero to expert level from
0: maybe we should have watched
2: that <laughs> yeah for like uh <laughs> how to manage your finances <laughs>
0: so you guys
1: could teach it now
0: is it an app or is yeah, it just a cool. website so it's
1: a website and an app i like the app because you can watch it right on your iphone you can download the courses so if you're not on wi-fi you can still watch stuff oh
0: that's, pretty that's cool have you ever heard of uh what i think i've said to you before a skillshare
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. it's
0: similar to that
1: yeah it's real I, i'd say it's a little more in depth than than skillshare but yeah a, along the
0: same so know, it's concept. like the premium brand yes yeah. yes nothing but the class. best for yes. RKC. Yes. All right, so without further ado, we are going to get into our pop culture segment of the episode. Casey had a little bit of a different twist on it. He's a really big sports guy, um, as I've mentioned in the past, with us being really big Ranger Giant Yankees fans. So this week, he wanted to talk about hockey.
1: I did. I was going to talk about the only other pop culture thing is The Bachelor, but you guys don't watch it. My girlfriend forces me to watch it. No, 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 thank you. No Pilot Pete today. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend um, the Hurricanes who play up in Raleigh were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. That's like the mecca of hockey. Um, both the Hurricanes, each team carries two goalies. Both of their goalies got hurt in the game. So what? Each each stadium has an emergency goalie, and it was the guy who drives the Zamboni. Wait,
0: what? They have an emergency yeah, goalie?
1: Like, yeah, I never knew that ever about hockey. <laughs> yeah, Shannon, you're
0: ever supposed happens. to be a hockey gal. <laughs> no. Hockey is my brother and my dad's religion. Like I'm <laughs> yes. like a fan. You know, go yeah. to the games. Obviously, all three of us were at the game on Friday. Oh, did you know that that Brandy was at the Ranger oh, game? That- yeah, it was yeah. my
2: first hockey game actually. Oh, yeah, did you have fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I liked that they were like you know beefing and mm-hmm. fighting.
0: I didn't know it was like that intense. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: the best thing. If you don't watch hockey, the best way to enjoy it for the first time is go to a live game. Yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. But yes, so hockey is definitely my dad and my brother's religion. But yes. I definitely did not know that they had an emergency goalie
1: yeah so this guy was actually the zamboni driver which is the thing that resurfaces the ice for those of you don't know
2: (laughs) i knew that much
1: (laughs) start small um, for their minor league team in toronto and so he gets called into the game he lets up goals on his first two shots everybody's thinking like oh the hurricanes are screwed they wind up winning the game. He's 42, 42 years old, never has played what? in the NHL before. Like I said, drives the Zamboni, does like maintenance work around the arena. Um, and so he's been on this huge tour of like he was on Good Morning America. Oh
0: my gosh! He just
1: came down to um, the Hurricanes last game and he did. He sounded the siren. The governor uh, declared it David Ayers Day. That's his name. What? And oh it was my! Cool. That is so
0: cool. Yeah,
1: he's getting his his moment in the spotlight, but he's taking it to do good. He actually had to have a kidney transplant a couple of years ago that saved his life. Oh wow! So the Hurricanes made shirts that they sold that night, and all the proceeds are going to like what oh, the wow. kidney really foundation. Oh, cool. that's That's awesome. Whatever, whatever that is. But yeah. So I thought it was a cool cool story That's could you pop imagine yeah.
0: could you imagine being like <laughs> all right jim <laughs> let's <laughs> go, <laughs> go baby you're up and you're like oh shit i thought that i was just supposed to repaint the ice right. this period." the
1: funny thing was his wife didn't know he was gonna be playing and, and people were texting her like turn on the game and she was like live tweeting oh and her first God. thing was oh bleep the f word like like f me like this is actually happening
2: that's so crazy yeah so actually i don't i didn't tell you this yet shannon but cam went to the hurricanes game yesterday Uh and he got to meet homeboy would you say his name was yeah Yeah, and got his autograph and sent me a picture of it and then like posted it on twitter and i was like wow you got a little bit of clout
0: too since (laughs) you got your little pic dang that's really cool yeah all right, well, we will wrap that up. We'll put the video in the show notes of all of, what's his name, David? David Ayer. <laughs> yeah, we can't even keep up. <laughs> we'll put David's video down below um, for all you uncultured swines. Make sure that you get your little dose into hockey. About to go into the playoffs, so we're hoping the Rangers make a good run for it. Let's if that's not Rangers your babies. team, go you're caps. cheering the wrong team. Oh. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they both made the same noise at the yeah, same time. I have to go yeah. <laughs> Interview <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so from time to time, whenever we have people on here, they might offer a different perspective. So, you know, a little bit of sports culture, what whatever it may be, we want to kind of get a good spectrum across the board as to what our guests like and give you all a little bit more than, you know, whatever pop star that we're listening to right, at the moment. Right, right. <laughs> Like Shannon said at the intro,
2: we wanted to talk about a lot of different things um, on today's episode, starting off with college. So Shannon mentioned that you went to community college first and you definitely took a scenic route. So why don't you talk a little bit about that experience?
1: For me kind of being indecisive um so I started at, I looked at like five different schools I was committed to University of Tampa I started to look how much it was going to cost and I was like you know what I don't want to be in like a tremendous amount of debt let me stay local um I did community college for a year but only got enough credits for one semester oh. um transferred to Charlotte one mm. one regret I have is I looking back I wish I would have done just both my years at community college mm-hmm. it would have probably made the process a lot quicker Oh, uh, yeah. Then I transferred up to UNC Charlotte. Um, I st- what really took me so long was I started in the athletic training program. Um, and me and chemistry did not get along. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yes.
0: Brandy's triggered. Yes,
2: <laughs> truly. Yeah.
1: it was uh, It was a beast and not something I was expecting. So I had to take that class three times because mm-hmm. to get in the program, you have to get a C in the class. And I never failed it, but I got a D <laughs> every mm-hmm. single time until the last one. And I was like, you know what? If I can't get past chemistry one, this is probably not the route for me. Right. So I started looking at some other options. Um, people have always told me that they see me in the business world, um, whether it's sales, marketing, whatever. So I, I took that to heart, switched into the business program, and um, I, I'm glad I did it in the end. Like we said, it took a little longer, called the scenic <laughs> route. More memories is how I like to look at it. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. More debt is how Shannon would probably look at <laughs> yep. it. So it's a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, but it all worked out in the end. Um, I don't regret it at all because I feel like I'm in a place in life where I'm, I'm meant to be where I am. So it all worked out.
0: And with say, you said that you wish you would have done two years at community college. Can you speak a little bit on that and why you feel that way? Because I know a lot of people, whenever they graduate high school, they're, they're so ready to get to that four-year um, institution that they kind mm-hmm. of just – Basically, glimpse right past community college because they think it's the watered down version or Mm -hmm. it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I think different strokes for different folks, right? If you know what you want to do coming out of high school, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a teacher, you know you want to go into marketing, you can jump straight into that four year plan because you're ready. I didn't know what I wanted to do coming out of high school, I still don't know what I want to do. Um, so I think. Two years at community college, um, the credits transfer just the same, except for it's about a quarter of the price. And as I've grown up, one thing I've learned to do is, is try to take paths that future me will thank me for. Um, so our brother, Rory, he's 10 years younger than me, and I've been trying to pound it into his head. Just there's nothing wrong with community college for yeah, two years. And I'll say no I Yeah, because yeah. there's not. Anybody who's listening, same thing. If you don't know what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with going to community college for two years, and you will come out ahead because you have a lot less debt to
2: pay off. Did you ever think about going to community college, Brandy? Or no? No, but my dad did threaten at one point when I wasn't making good grades at Campbell that he was gonna pull me no! out and send me to a local community really? college. Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up pulling my grades up once, you know, I wasn't a bio major anymore yeah. and started being a comm major and like actually doing well in school. Part
0: of me wishes that I would have and I for a good while I was actually committed to going to a community college and then app called and said, you know will offer you reduced tuition, blah, blah, blah. I said, say less, let me pack my bags. (laughs) Um, But I definitely think that community college is something that's a very viable option. And like my brother said, um is something that should be considered and i think pushed more at high schools i don't know how it is now because it's crazy to think that we will have been graduated from high school for five years you for you for 10 years wow are you going to a reunion Uh, or anything i haven't
1: heard anything about it so
0: so i definitely think and i don't know how it is now um but i think that community college is something that really needs to be pushed because it's such a great option especially with how much debt people go into just in school like I consider myself on the lower end of the spectrum with debt, and I can't imagine people who have ninety, a $100,000 in debt, and like you said, they still don't even know what they want to do.
1: Yep, and, and you, you knock out most of your basic courses that way. Even if you do know what you want to do, but you're just looking to save money, um, all those credits transfer the same. It's not going to say on your degree when you graduate, you know, you got a half a bachelor's. It's the same exact thing.
2: Yeah, right. That's what my sister kind of, well, she did an early college program, and I feel like there were that should definitely be pushed more like instead of the AP classes because you know you have to take those AP tests and
0: get that certain score I. Only got like one AP transfer credit, which oh, was kind of annoying. I didn't but get I didn't get anything, and I wrote like yeah. I whenever I took my, I only took AP psychology in high school. Oh, and I took I, that too. And I actually wrote the like on the written portion of the AP exam. At that point, I had literally had no idea what the <laughs> test was about. I knew I wasn't getting the credit, so I wrote all about like the psych- psychological stance of the office, oh, um, what? and like went through Jim as a character. Um, so it was actually pretty interesting. Didn't get any credit, so it was a complete waste of time. But <laughs> it's fine, though. That's fine. I had a fun time writing it. Yeah, but she did an early college program, and
2: she goes to state now. So she's only graduating a semester early because Mm -hmm. she's doing two majors, but she would have had the option if she did one major to just... What's her name again? Bethany.
0: Okay, Bethany. Yeah, she could
2: have graduated like a year early and just cause she had like 20 something credits or maybe more. I can't really remember wow. going into school. And she did that for her high school experience. And at the time I was like, wow, that's kind of lame to do that, like not go to a real high school. <laughs> but like and now, now looking
0: like, back, I'm like, dang, I wish I would've did that. Yeah. Um. And so you mentioned that you were gonna go to Tampa, you decided to stay close to home, and then ultimately, so we only lived and still live obviously about 40, 30 to 40 minutes from UNC Charlotte. So can you tell us why you chose to stay closer to home rather Rather than, you know, even going into another in-state um, college such as, I don't know, Chapel Hill or ECU that is farther but still offers in-state tuition. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I looked at ECU. I got accepted and everything. But I knew myself well enough to know if I went to ECU. I, I mean, I did six years either way. So maybe I should have <laughs> there. But that would have been for partying reasons. Um, and honestly... Before I even knew a lot about Charlotte, I thought it was like a, just a commuter school, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of people thought. I think that's changing. Um, and my buddy was going there. He was going to the open house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my, my parents can't come. Do you want to just come to check it out with me? And I was really impressed at how big the campus is um, and everything that they offered. And it kind of swayed me to where I was like, you know what? This is this is a nice big school. I can still get that big school experience. Um, save some money by staying in-state and close. And also, like as you guys know, very tight knit with my family. I was like, I don't have to go super far. Um, I can still have my life up there. And if they need me back home, I can do that. So I saw it kind of best of both worlds.
0: Well, you still lived up there too. Yeah, you didn't yeah. com- You actually didn't commute until no. what your last semester of yeah. school. Yeah. Last so semester.
1: Once I saw what the debt pile up was. Yeah. Be. Was like, <laughs> you you know, said, what?
0: mommy, I'm coming
1: home. Mommy needs some
0: help around yeah. the house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I had an, Oh, what I think is really cool too, is that you started and were at Charlotte during a lot of um of the foundational work that's to where the school is now so a big thing is that you actually were there during their inaugural football season so oh, wow yeah really? yeah, yeah. So i was
1: at the first ever game um and not a lot of them were pretty but it's a part of history yeah. yeah it was really cool and it's cool to go back now and see how far it's come like the new gym that you guys just got you yeah. just don't know how lucky you are actually <laughs> i worked at the gym when i was there oh it was that's like that right tiny tiny basement gym basically where there was like three bench presses and if you go at the wrong time you're just like bench pressing people. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so like to
1: see to see the come up of UNC Charlotte is awesome and I hope they keep growing because it is a really good school.
0: Uh, I'm sure they will. You actually, Brendi um, teaches in Belk Gym. Have you okay. been to the bottom of where it is? I've like walked around there a little bit but I usually just
2: go straight upstairs to the classroom. But and you haven't even been, been, been over nice. to the rec
0: center have you? No not yet. Well we're on such like a we only go between like two buildings. Yeah program so it's so much different from being an undergrad where you're jumping around from you know class to class in a bunch of yeah, different buildings place, yeah. yeah we're in and you know UNC Charlotte them hills so speaking of college obviously at the end of your six-year journey you eventually graduated got the diploma um so can you talk a little bit about how you landed a job um, you know what that like looked like for you how you went about applying interviewing mm-hmm. kind yeah. of what you wanted post-grad if you can you know go back into that mindset
1: yeah so I- Like I said, I graduated just business management, still honestly not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Always been interested in starting my own business, but I was like, you know, let me go the traditional route, try to get into this corporate world. I got the degree. Um, I definitely went to like a lot of the career fairs and stuff at Charlotte, got a lot of interviews that way. Um, But funny enough, how I did land my job was my mom worked for a company called Nutramax, who, long story short, I wound up working for, but she had introduced me to... Um, the sales manager there when I was still in college. I went to the Christmas party with her one year and she told me this is not a Christmas party for you. This is a job fair.
0: So don't act a fool. So, right. Yeah, so Bring your resume. I would Lay act, off the wine. I
1: would act a fool in the next couple of Christmas
0: parties. What well, he was an actual employee. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh God, you got a lot of good stories about those parties. Yeah.
1: yeah, We don't have to talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah. But so I stayed in touch with him, um, early lesson on relationships and just staying in touch with people and you never know where it's going to lead. So once I graduated, they happened to be starting an intern sales program. Um, they called me to see if I would be interested in it. Um, I interviewed at a Texas long, uh, Longhorn. Is that the steakhouse place? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you went it to Texas for an interview no, 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 a <laughs> company? <no, no, no. laughs> <laughs> for a nice dinner, very formal, went well. Um, I accepted the position, and I moved down to Florida.
0: Um, And what would you say is the biggest piece of advice for people who might be graduating college right now or graduating grad school or, you know, are in the process of maybe even looking for a new job? What's the biggest tip that you could give people on interviewing or even just Uh applying for jobs, really? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because there's so many jobs online and there's so many people interviewing. One, I would say it's a numbers game. So just apply to as many as you can. But also find a couple that you're really really interested in and and treat it like a test you want to do your research try to find out who the hiring manager is um there's so much powerful stuff LinkedIn, you can find out job titles uh just follow up with them hey you know hey john i i saw this opportunity i really am excited about your company i just wanted to let you know i put in a application can you give me any advice on um, how i can get to the next step and when they see you kind of being proactive it, it makes you stand out from the crowd and then as always, don't forget your network. I mean, just sit down and make a list of people you know and who they know, because it might not be like your direct contact, but people like to help people. And, and I've learned that a lot in my professional career is, is don't burn bridges, um, don't mess up relationships, and just always work your network.
0: What were you looking for most whenever you were initially, like you graduating. um, And I know that you interviewed at a couple of different places outside of Nutrimax. So what was that wow factor that you were really looking for in a job whenever, um, you know, whether it be whether you were moving for it or salary wise, could you maybe give us a glimpse into what your big like, oh, I want this job because of this? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, And it's funny, because I think things have changed. Like I said, talking about future me, um, if I could go back and smack myself a little bit, I would. But if I'd be lying, if I, I said it wasn't money, that, that was mm-hmm. my m- number one motivator coming out of school. How can I make the most money? I
0: feel like that's a lot of, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people.
1: And, and I think that it's an okay goal to have, but you want to find it in doing something that you enjoy. Um, a- another thing that really interested me about this position was freedom. I've never seen my self as like a sit at a desk from nine to five kind of person. I would go crazy. My ADD would just drive me off the wall. So this job that I had was an outside sales role where I was driving to veterinarian offices and trying to sell them like supplements and pharmaceuticals.
0: Whenever you applied for jobs that were outside of North Carolina did that scare you like thinking about leaving North Carolina and your family and your friends I know that you had wanted to go back to New York for a while so kind of what was the deciding factor between you staying in North Carolina and you ultimately I know you're back now but leaving for mm-hmm. you know how how long were you gone 3 4 years Yeah 4 years yeah. 4
1: years Yeah no um I've always liked to take chances, and I think us moving when I was in high school, I moved my freshman year down here. I've kind of become a chameleon and and seen, I I hated my parents at first for moving us down, but I saw what...
0: (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No,
1: no, we're over it now. (laughs) Ten years later. Are we? (laughs) (laughs) But um, just saw like what going to a new place and putting yourself out of your comfort zone could do. And I'm big on like trying to find mentors or see people who have been successful and try to follow their path. And a lot of the stories you hear is, you know, I moved to this random place or I I took a chance on this. So I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I didn't know anybody in Florida at the time. I'm like, yeah, let me move down there and I'll push myself out of my comfort zone. My thought process, if you don't like something, you can always come back. You can always leave, but you're not going to know until you try.
2: That's really good advice too, because I'm definitely the kind of person that I'm like, oh, like I want to stay inside my comfort zone like I don't want to be too far from my family and things like that. But like you said, I mean you always have the opportunity to go back like if it's the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah and, and I'm not saying it was easy and it wasn't scary and there wasn't times where it sucked it did, but I think it'll make you a better person, it'll make you a stronger person and end of the day, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you just start a new chapter.
0: Can you take us maybe on a little bit of the journey as to what led you back to North Carolina? Because you, you've lived in a few different places now. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So I was in Florida, then Atlanta, and back in Florida, all in sales. Um, and I started to just click- tired of the grind so I was covering basically the whole state of Florida so I was driving like 1100 miles a week
2: oh my god um, that's a nightmare
1: yeah and and you know it was funny because a lot of my friends thought it was so cool because I did have all this freedom I was in hotels all the time but I'm like look it's not what you think it is I'm in a Hampton Inn and in, in, you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm in <laughs> Hampton in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Like I'm not on some resort or anything exclusive like that. And then, you know, it's hard to make friends when you're on the road all the time. You're in a new place. Um, and, and I just saw myself getting stuck there. So I was like, you know what? I think it's time to make a change. Um, I was like, maybe I need to get out of sales for a little bit. I wanted to move into a marketing role. Um and my company was hiring up at our home office, which is in Lancaster, South Carolina, middle of nowhere. Literally. Um, they were hiring for a marketing analyst. So I reached out internally, um, interviewed for it. And it wasn't easy to leave you know, all the clients and my boss and everything behind in Florida. Yeah, because
0: I feel like, especially with your boss um, in your previous sales role, you all were really close mm-hmm. and that dynamic of a relationship was yep. more of like, a brotherhood oh, yeah, over yeah. like just him being your boss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the toughest things I had to do. But I think again, it taught me another lesson of how to have those tough conversations. Cause I think a lot of people stay in roles because they're afraid of that. Like, Oh, I don't, oh, I do have a good early, but, but any good boss, they're going to be upset obviously mm-hmm. at first but you know you have the right boss when they understand they want what's best for you. And it was Rocky at first, but now I still talk to him. Um, we're good friends. So I think that's another important thing to look for in a job, going back to earlier, is a boss who is supportive and wants the best for you.
0: Right. And I feel like people don't... I, I heard this quote earlier on... Um, I think it's... I don't know if either of you listen to the Skinny Confidential. I know I send it to Jackie no. all the time. No, I haven't. Um, but the they had somebody on earlier this week. His name is Khalil, and he has an amazing story that you like you all and then you all listening should um go read his book and all that kind of stuff but he always says that people don't quit job they People don't quit jobs. They quit bosses. So mm-hmm. I think that the relationship that you had with your previous supervisor in your sales role really is a testament to you didn't like you were so nervous to tell him that you were leaving yeah. um, because you, you know, you didn't care. Well, you cared about the job. I don't want to say that. But you cared more about what that relationship would look yeah. like afterwards. Yeah. And that goes to speak about how important relationships are in jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. But it, yeah, it was something I had to do for my myself. So that's another life lesson here is you can't worry about you know other people when your happiness has to come first and i was just getting really unhappy i did want to come back and be closer to my family and then uh, me and my girlfriend were in a distance relationship for like over (laughs) (laughs) over a year and a half and she wound up getting a job offer funny enough in charlotte so it was just kind of i take everything as you know a sign and i was like you know what that's time to go back and so came back.
0: Was that, um, was her getting the job in Charlotte, a major factor for you wanting to come, um, back to North Carolina or were you going to apply to you? You said that you were starting to hate the sales job and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So was that a pretty big factor in trying to find anything in North Carolina or you were looking more for something that was in line with your passions, whether that be in Florida or elsewhere?
1: Yeah, no, it was, it wasn't the sole decider, but it was a huge part because I had been applying to jobs Um, in New York and she's from Chicago so she had been applying the jobs at the same time Um, and then some in Charlotte because I knew she had had this interview lined up and then once she got the job I just put all my focus on Charlotte like I said I was like oh it's meant to be that's a sign
0: Well, and also after doing a year and a half of long distance, like that shit gets so old.
1: Exactly. And and that was our thing. We knew um, when we started dating, it started as distance. mm -hmm. um, But I think it was easier because we knew we had a finish line. It was her finishing. Mm -hmm. She was in Connecticut um, finishing her master's program. So we knew there was that finish line. And... I didn't want her to move to Charlotte and I stay in Florida and we keep doing distance because we had always kind of had that finish line to look at. And she was more important to me than, you know, pleasing my boss or staying in that job. So I was like, she's here. My family's here.
0: It just like a no-brainer. I have to. Do you want to tell us how you all met?
1: Yeah, so funny enough, we met at a bar in Nashville going back to hockey.
0: Um, right? Wow. <laughs> hockey hockey yeah, is everything. like the main focal point of Casey's <laughs> life because it's brought him, well, not a Stanley Cup, any, nice. you know, <laughs> not a Stanley Cup Ouch. yet. Um, well, the year that you were. The... Like
1: two years after I was born in
0: 1994. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hockey is like the focal point because it's what's brought him um, his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, so funny enough. She had just graduated from Florida Gulf Coast, which is down in Fort Myers, Florida. Like I said, she's from Chicago. So her and her friend were driving back up to Chicago. Um, Nashville was the halfway point, so they had stopped there. Oh, my there.
0: gosh. That's so crazy. I, wait, I didn't know that. I just yeah, definitely they're... thought that you all were just, like, met in a bar randomly. No,
1: no. Well, it was still Well, that, you did, but, yeah.
0: yes, but <laughs> that she stopped.
1: Yeah, so then um, one of my best friends, Kyle, he's a big Predators fan. Um, I was living in Atlanta at the time, and he just randomly hit me up. He's like, hey – Um, if I come pick you up in Atlanta, will you drive to Nashville with me so we can go to a Stanley Cup game? And I was like, yeah, sure, if you're driving, let's do it. Because Nashville was like a party scene when they were in the Stanley Cup. So I was like, hockey, like good time, let's do it. So we didn't go to the actual game because uh, the tickets were like $1,000. <laughs> Psych,
2: we ain't I got that money. <laughs> yeah, like
1: not happening. Um, so we are just kind of like bar hopping. They have Broadway there, which is the main street. If you've never been to Nashville, it's an awesome yeah, city. Yeah, it's
0: a lot of fun. Have you been? No, I've never been.
1: Yeah, and even like I'm not a big country music fan, so like that always turned me off about it. Where I'm like, why am I going to go there? But just like the atmosphere and the live music, it, it really is no matter what kind of music you like. It's awesome.
0: I feel like it's the same thing with like, New Orleans like yep. people go right. there like you don't even really have to be into like that big of the scene there but you're just going for the atmosphere yeah.
1: yeah it is it's awesome and
0: especially you add the Stanley Cup onto that yeah
1: that was the biggest factor um so we're in me and my buddy Kyle were in a bar called Tequila Cowboy
0: <laughs> cute classy <laughs> so, uh,
1: it's a little bit of uh, not R-rated story but uh so me and all right, keep it PG. Yeah, this is a
0: PG podcast. We have grandma listening.
1: sorry, grandma. I look across the bar and I see. Oh, stop! This is going to be some corny shit. It's not a rom com. I promise. You're going to see why in a second. I see this guy sitting there with like a badge on, like credentials that say NHL on it. And I was like, oh, he's probably connected. So I lean to my like guys being guys. I like lean over to Kyle and I'm like, dude. What would you what would you do to that guy to get into the game right now? And Kyle said something inappropriate, which I won't repeat.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will Thank not you. Repeat.
1: Um <laughs> sorry, Kyle. And uh Sam and Jackie. Jackie's my girlfriend. They happen to be walking by. They heard Kyle say what act he would do to this man. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and as a joke, you know, boys being boys. And um her friend is very outgoing, Sam. And I she, need to meet her. Yeah, she's awesome. And so she goes wait, you would do what? (laughs) And so like, we just started talking to them and Jackie was kind of sitting off to the side a little bit. And I like saw her sitting there and I'm like, Oh, that girl's super pretty. I need to go talk to her. (laughs) Let me shoot my shot. I I never really have been like the, like, Oh, go talk to like the random girl in the bar kind of guy. Like Mm -hmm. that's not who I am, but I was, you know, something told me to go talk to her. And, She's like I said, from Chicago. Um, we started talking. We hung out the whole night, and I was supposed to be going to Chicago the next weekend with my other buddy for a Yankees game. Um, and oh, really? She, she was. Wait, yeah. I
0: feel like I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shannon, come on now.
1: And <laughs> don't so, even know my own
0: brother's love story.
1: <laughs> I've hid this. Um, yeah, so I was like, "Oh, I'm actually supposed to be in Chicago next weekend." She's like, "Well, if you come, you know, here's my number. I'll show you around and everything." And I was like, "Cool." So my buddy Dino, um, he wound up bailing on the trip, and I was like, well, do I go or not now? I was like, oh, I have a tour guide, Did you go? And I have a free flight. So I wound up going anyway. Um, and yeah, so I hung out with her. like. 90% of the trip, and oh, the rest is history. Did you go to yeah. the Yankee game? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. yeah, I made her go with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, had, I had tickets already. Oh, So I was okay. like, oh, I might as well do this. So she replaced Dino, which is, you know, she's way better looking.
0: Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't drag Dino like that.
1: Yeah, I love Dino. I love Dino. But yeah, no, it was a nice little love story.
0: So that's from cute. there, how... Did you did you all just start dating from there, or were you like, let's test the waters and see how the distance thing would work?
1: Yeah, it was definitely testing the waters. It wasn't like we were officially dating after yeah. that, but like, I knew I wanted to. I was like, oh, this is like meant. To, my grandma always says, like, I was born under a lucky star. Oh my god! And
0: um, if you all didn't know, <laughs> in the McGevna family, my brother is the second coming of Christ, essentially. Okay. He is treated. Yeah, okay. He is the golden child of the family. You know it. You don't even try to bat your eyes. You know that you are. Work
1: hard, kids. Work
0: <laughs> hard. I was born under a lucky star. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm just trying to show grandma some love. You know? <laughs> Got to prep for Christmas next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we just, we stayed in touch. We talked a lot. And then like something you might not know, my best friend, Dino, who I had just talked about, he works for American Airlines. Um, so he hooks me up with flights a lot. Okay. So shout out Dino, beard Wonder on Instagram. Free <laughs> plugs, we'll go. put
0: his Instagram <laughs> handle yeah. up in the show notes. Um, <laughs> only Casey gets free flights though. So don't go into his inbox asking for one.
1: Yeah. So he's not allowed to get a girlfriend either because <laughs> I can't get kicked off the list. Oh
0: my <laughs>
2: <God>. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. But so I was like, you know, I would go visit her. I would get her some flights come visit me in Atlanta um one thing led to another and then finally I was just like hey let's make this official
0: yeah oh I like yeah. that that's so cute what's the what's the biggest piece of advice you would give people who are in long distance relationships yeah. I know we're sorry we're veering off from like your yeah, whole career no yeah, yeah it's it. fine it's just a full life story
2: <laughs> <laughs> tell <laughs> us everything <My> autobiography.
1: <laughs> um, I would say I mean, it's going to sound cheesy, but communication, like, especially in distance, you have to be honest, you have to be open, and um, you can't hate FaceTime because there's a lot of FaceTime that yeah. goes on. But yeah, and I would say having some kind of end goal so that you do have something to look forward to because I know it can be tough, especially like at your guys' age, right? You're in school, you don't know what's going to happen when you graduate or whatever, but it's having that plan of like, look, um, I'm not gonna pass up on any opportunities because of our relationship but I'm definitely gonna be willing to factor that in and mm-hmm. having somebody who supports it so Jackie always told me that um, she's like ideally if I can get a job in Chicago I would go there and I was like oh that doesn't scare me away like I, Chicago's cool I, yeah. I would do that mm-hmm. um, it wound up being Charlotte but I think you just have to be open and you have to be honest from the from up front because if you're not honest and you're just like yeah yeah I would do that and then the time comes it's gonna cause a lot and it's like psych it never mind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just waste uh, like both, both your time So I think it's just that communication, always being honest and just having that that end goal that you can kind of look forward to, because then when times get tough, you're like, look, and it happened plenty of times with us where we hated the distance and it's like you're not seeing each other for a month and it's like, look, we only have to do this for eight more months, six more months, four more months. And it just gets easier and easier. And then I think it's made us stronger now. Like oh, we, 100%. We made it through that. We can make it through anything. anything
0: yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is now that the end goal is here and you all live together in Charlotte. And, um, you know, she mentioned Chicago. You've always talked about New York. So now that you're together, it's fun because you kind of get to make those decisions together. together yeah. right. So, you know, obviously, who knows if Charlotte is going to be the end goal. I'm, I'm sure that it, it won't be, to be perfectly honest, just from my perspective perspective but it'll be really cool to see you know where you all decide to either end up or where your next move will be and you're so young in your career she's so young in her is that it's kind of like the sky is endless or whatever that saying is what is it like the sky the s- is yeah, endless. what is it
1: that one. limitless
0: limitless there you go what <laughs> is like like i've never <laughs> heard that okay before. but endless and limitless are the same thing so if you really think about it like it made sense maybe that's just like a my term thing yeah probably um, yeah, next <laughs> but <laughs> not dragging me on my own podcast um so moving on from your love story um we'll be sure to write a book about it you can mm-hmm. pick it up in barnes and noble check it out on netflix yeah. <laughs> we'll have a docu series all about their relationship <laughs> right. um actually one last question on that now that you all it's it's more of like a light-hearted question but now that you all live together what would you say is what do you do and what does she do that annoys each other the most? Oh, that's a good question. Because a lot of people who listen to this do live with their significant other, so I always like, because I don't, and Brendy doesn't live with her um, boyfriend, like, living together in that, you know, Mm -hmm. small, not small, you don't live in a box, but like living in a, (laughs) living in a smaller, (laughs) living in a smaller space, what, like what irritates you and her the most?
1: Yeah. It's probably more me irritating her. (laughs) Well, Um, I hear that
0: you like to sing whenever you wake up. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. I've turned into like I wake up and I, for some reason, have, like, a lot of energy. And like I said, I have, like, ADD. So, like, the songs that are going on in my brain, I just sing them out loud. And she wants her mornings to be, like, peaceful. So I, I've tried to temper that back. Um, but I would say probably me leaving the toilet seat up. Oh, God. Uh, That's is, just disrespectful. But, which I don't understand. <laughs> I'll ask you guys. you guys not look at the seat before you go? Like, you just plop down?
0: I mean... Oh, I don't.
1: Be aware of your surroundings.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> yes, but at the same time. You're not I, expecting
2: it to be up. So, like, you're just so used to just going and, like, sitting. It's not like you'd be like, oh,
0: my God, like, well, the seat's up. And I'm trying to think, like, I've never lived with, like, yeah. another male. So I've always just lived with females, whether that be in my residence hall. Then I lived in a sorority house where, sorority house where I only shared a bathroom with one other yeah. female. And then I lived in my apartment where I had my own bathroom. And now I live at home where I have my own bathroom. So, and I don't know. I feel like mom has ingrained in Rory and dad that they must leave the yeah. toilet seat Same down. With,
2: my, with my mom and my dad and my brothers. Like, they never do. They definitely did used to when they were younger. And I would get so annoyed by it. <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, I guess to answer that. your
0: question, like, no, I probably don't look, which I should. But like, either way, that's still annoying. Right. right.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting for 2020 to be the year of man's equality where you treat the kings well. <laughs> oh, God. It Goodbye. You can put up the seat for us. Ladies. OK,
2: interview <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jackie, don't kill me. <laughs> um, and then the thing that she I, she honestly like I'm not just saying this because I know she's going to listen. Like she doesn't really do too much to annoy me. I would say the one thing is that. I've become more of a morning person and so like I like to wake up early and try to do stuff like for my side hustle before work now and what she, do you
2: consider early?
1: Um like anywhere between six and six thirty.
0: I feel like that's not that's early. not too early.
1: It's not too early. I'm not waking also, up at four thirty. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you yeah. also have to factor in like I don't know, it's like some people like to wake up like that or mm-hmm. they like to wake up like she does, or like our sister. She likes to wake up like a cat. Like she likes to like mm-hmm. w- wake up calmly. Yeah. She yeah. likes to read. She likes to drink her coffee or a tea or something. And like I, I know you, so yeah. I feel like you're just like, boom, six thirty, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the computer. I'm like, of course can I rise watch, and grind? Yeah, exactly. hundred yeah, like- percent.
1: And I've had. To, I was not always a morning person. I had to force myself to do that. But like where this is going is that. I'm also, like, really bad at if my alarm is right next to my bed, just, like, snoozing it. And I was like, well, I have to, like, change this. So I started putting my phone in the bathroom. um, So my alarm would go off at, like, 6 or 6.30, and she doesn't wake up at that time. So she gets really annoyed at me when my alarm goes off.
0: (laughs) And then you, in turn, get annoyed at her because you're annoyed that she's annoyed that your alarm is going off. (laughs) Support the hustle. (laughs) all right well now that we have wrapped up your relationship um (laughs) you mentioned side hustle so explain to us explain to the people listening kind of first of all what your side hustle Mm -hmm. is how you got into it um and then maybe even taking us back to like previous side hustles you know you were a rapper at one point i've not heard about this we'll leave his soundcloud in the show (laughs) notes
1: don't do that
2: Uh, it's good that was good
1: good. yeah Uh, um
2: what was your rapper name
1: Kev McGev.
2: Okay, simple, simple. Yeah, I, I respect it, like, though. Yeah. I wasn't
1: like little white boy or <laughs> like that, you know? I didn't have. I don't like those kind of rappers. I was very much myself. <laughs> little
0: dicky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh,
1: no lils, no Youngs, no nothing <laughs> oh, like God. that. Oh, um, God. Yeah, so my current side hustle, like I said, is all things camera. Um, I'm a camera nerd. So I, I like photography, um, but mostly video work. So what I'm looking to get into right now is like, brand building type videos. Like I like making um, travel videos. That's where it really all started was just making, you know, recap videos of my trips so I could share and have something to look back oh, at. Oh, yeah. Tell and, us where you've been. Oh, uh, I've been to a well, lot out, of places.
0: Well, outside. Well, oh, yeah, that might be like a fun you know fact to say. So you've been to almost every state or...
1: Yeah, I've been to most really? states. I've been... So my dad's big, like, bonding thing with me growing up was he wanted to take me to all the baseball stadiums. Aww, so I've been cute. to every Major League Baseball stadium except for the Texas Rangers and the Toronto Blue Jays, which I'm going to try to hit this year so been all over the states and then with Dino hooking me up with flights uh started to do a lot more international so um Brazil Amsterdam London um Paris Italy uh, where Barcelona we just went to so kind of all over the place and
0: you have a fun uh, trip this year Hawaii
1: yeah Hawaii my buddy's getting Hawaii's married fun. Yeah. what oh, yeah.
2: island are you going to
1: uh I Oahu, like the
2: man Ka- one, the one with
1: the K, Ka- Kauai, Kauai, Ka- 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 Ka-
2: Ka- Ka- yeah, Ka- I know Ka- right. what you're talking okay. about. Don't <laughs> know how to <laughs> pronounce it. It's pronounced. <laughs> yeah, however
1: you pronounce that one, I'm going there. My one of my best friends, he's in the Navy out there, and he's getting married, so it gives oh, me an excuse cool. to go out there. Oh, that's yeah. so
0: much fun. Um, so yeah, tell us how you got into photography and videography. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So um, I would say uh, when I was in elementary school, I don't know if you guys remember who Andy Milonakis is. Oh, he God. was like, on MTV. He made crazy videos. You don't. She, I don't think it's I remember
0: like, this guy. What is it, like the little route? He's
1: rap- on my head, so don't call me a beehead. <laughs> yeah, it was on MTV for a while. Okay. Of- anyway. Um, me and my buddies, like, loved him, so we had, like, little camcorders, and we would just make, like, fun, like, before YouTube was huge, like, videos like that, um, so I, I fell in love with, like, using the camera, editing, like, telling a story, uh, I really liked that, kind of put it down for a little bit, um, and then just in college, picked the camera back up and got into photography, and then really, like I said, where I love is video, because I like telling a story, um, you know, through the camera and being able to give give people that my view on things, so...
0: And so do you think that this would be, is this your long-term goal? I know we yeah, didn't 100%. really touch on it earlier, but you actually quit Nutramax mm-hmm. without having um, anything lined up. So in that time that you had off between your new job, why don't you tell people kind of what you were doing and reaching out to people so that if they decide to quit their job, they mm-hmm. they kind of have that insight as to you don't need to spend that time just you know sitting, yeah, around, sitting around, waiting around and right. for the next thing to come.
1: Yeah, I know that's something you want to talk about, So just to backtrack, I did wind up leaving that marketing job after six months. Um, I just learned. I went up there with the hope of wanting to learn, have a mentor in marketing. I thought that my manager and our our head of marketing were going to be those people. The way things worked out, our organization was so hectic. I'm not going to drag them through the mud right now. Um, But just they didn't have all their stuff in order in, to have the time to teach me. So right. I kind of just felt like I was sitting there um, having to teach myself stuff and I was driving an hour there and an hour back every I feel day. like that's
0: what ended up mm-hmm. like, like obviously yeah. the job itself ended up sucking, but I feel like, f- and from a commuter standpoint from school, right. even we get so drained and it just like, it makes things miserable. Yeah,
1: and I was just super unhappy and Jackie could see it and she's like, you need to like make a change. And I think... I was afraid of, like, leaving without having another job. But I got to the point where it was, like, affecting me so much where I would go home and just be miserable. It was two hours out of my day wasted on commuting. And then I would want to go home and work on, like, the side hustle. But but it just, like, drained me. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting there wanting to work, but you don't have, like, the energy to do it. And it was just, like, a vicious cycle. So I decided I was, like, you know what? I'm putting in my two weeks. Like, I didn't just walk out the door. I tried to do it the right way. Like I said, don't burn bridges Mm -hmm. if you're listening. But also don't be afraid to leave a position that is affecting you outside of work because no company is going to pay you enough for that right. I wasn't making enough money to go home and be miserable yeah um, when it was affecting my relationship it was affecting like my self-confidence so I was like you know what it's time to make a change and it did take a while it wasn't just like I was like I'm leaving like it took a lot oh, yeah. of a lot of thinking about it um but I was like you know what i I saved up money I did it the smart way I knew I'd be fine and I, I really did take it as time to really get the side hustle off the ground. I, I booked a lot of video shoots. I did some work for Krispy Kreme. And
0: us. Yeah, <laughs> right. You,
1: you guys, Krispy Kreme. I did something for um, Charlotte Community Drivers. They do a big coat drive every year, so I did a little recap video for them. But I just looked at it like, I still have a job, but my side hustle hustle is my job now. Yeah. Um, so I just took my time to focus on that.
0: And what was people's response um, whenever you were telling them that you were you know quitting your job after, you know, you know I would say, that you've been... Pretty successful so far in Nutramax. So, what was people's response to you leaving without having anything lined up? Because I know that we've talked about that before in previous episodes, where it's like, dude, if you're miserable, I don't, you can't put a price tag on that, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. I know that I'm in a fortunate position where if I were to leave, like my job, which is obviously not on the magnitude of like (laughs) like yours or anything like that, that. It's not at the end of the day. The, my happiness is the thing that matters, mm-hmm. um, and I've always, you know, me like anytime I've left a job, I haven't told anybody yeah, about it. And exactly. you kind of did the same thing this yeah. time around. And whenever you were leaving, you just texted us the day after saying, "I gave myself a yeah. birthday I, treat. Well, I quit my job.
1: Yeah, I quit- wow. <laughs> oh yeah, what a
2: you- birthday present! Did no. I tell you that?
1: No. Yeah, I put my two weeks in on my birthday. It was like a little gift to myself. Wow. I like that. So, awesome. Treat yourself. <laughs> I life's all about the story. So one day I'll look back and it'll be cool, or it won't matter at all. But who who knows? <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, it was mixed reaction. Um I think like people like you and my other siblings were very supportive because they're younger. Then you had like my parents, my grandparents, people within the company who are like, oh, you don't have anything lined up. Like, you know, they try to make you feel bad or like right. you're dumb. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know how this is like affecting me outside of work. Yeah. I, mean, I think my mom did. I'm super close with her. So she she came to grips with it the quickest out of everybody. And she
0: works there. So I think yeah. I, I've told you that before, right? Right, yeah, right. So um, what was that kind of like? I know I, it's a little honestly, bit different. That was like yeah. one of
1: the hardest parts was... I'm like a self-admitted mama's boy. Like, oh, you, I love my mm-hmm. mom. I don't want to do anything to like upset her, piss her off, or hurt her. So like, I think a, what part of the delay was was I didn't want to like, upset her or have people around the office talking about it, and then it gets you back to her. You know she doesn't her. care. Yeah, she doesn't, <laughs> but I didn't want to put anything on her. Um, so that yeah, that was definitely a, a tough part, but they all came around to it. Um, Jackie was super supportive of it, and that's what I would say to anybody that's listening. Um, sorry for the parents that are be mad that I'm giving that advice. <laughs> like, it's something I've learned. I would have never done that like five years ago, mm-hmm. but as I've gotten older, I've I've learned that. I do love money, but like my happiness and my mental health definitely come first. So you have to find that balance and and, but be in the position to do it. I was smart. I knew for a while I wanted to leave. So I stopped spending money and going out on the weekends. I stockpiled some money up. So I was in a good position to do it. Um, I think you have to do that. Don't just quit and be like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. Like, ha- mm-hmm. have a plan. Definitely have a plan. And don't take the time off as sleeping until 11. Like, get on your grind and, and prove people wrong. That's been, like, my biggest motivator was, like, trying to take people who said, don't do that. That's dumb. It's going to be a gap in your resume mm-hmm. and prove them wrong. And, and it worked out. I mean, it took three weeks off. And I had a job within three weeks. And I got to get the side hustle off the ground. So right. it worked out perfect for me.
2: And I... Oh, no, Go, go ahead. ahead. Right. No, Brittany, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say I think that's a big difference between like our generation and like our parents' mm-hmm. generation. We definitely value our happiness and mental health, and you know, not so much job success or mm-hmm. money or status or anything like that. Like, if we're unhappy with a job, we're definitely more likely to to leave it. And one girl that I work with at my internship, I was she's leaving soon, and I said, Oh, like how long have you been with um, the organization? She was like, Oh, I've been here since June. Like I haven't even been here a year. I was like, Wow, that's such a long time. Like <laughs> yeah. for you to be leaving, and it's only been like what like eight months and I just think that and she's our age too so I think that's just like a huge generational difference and we'll start to see more that people are more comfortable and more understanding of people like us wanting
0: to leave jobs early. Do you think that you would ever leave a job without um, like having something else lined up because you know your parents gave the advice it's funny because we asked her mom Mm -hmm. for some career advice and she was somebody who said don't leave a job until you have something lined up which is very valid advice very valid advice but you know just personally speaking Brendi what do you think
2: Honestly, if I was still living like in North Carolina, then probably so just because my dad is has his own like insurance firm. So I know that I do have that to fall back on. Like if I was super unhappy, I'd be like, can I please like do some work for you on the side? And like he would help me out because it's my dad. So but if I didn't have anything like that, like a side hustle or anything else like lined up, um, then I probably wouldn't be as likely to do that.
0: What about you? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I'm not afraid. Like I, like I have been in jobs where I have been just point blank miserable Mm -hmm. and lucky enough. I have, I've never had to be in a situation where I have that gap or where I'm, you know, where my next stream of income is going to. But like I've mentioned before, I like to let success be, Like my voice, and so I work in silence. Like, I don't tell people. I mean, my brother is a really big sounding board for me and stuff, but whenever it comes to jobs and whenever it's come to school, I don't, which maybe I should more often to stop making like erratic decisions. But like, I was at App, I absolutely hated it. I figured out how to transfer all my loans, didn't tell anybody, did not tell anybody. That is so
2: amazing because I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I'd be like, okay, like this is what I'm thinking of doing, like, go to Mm. my parents and then like kind of get their approval first, like, feel it out. So that's really cool that you. You are like so independent like
0: that. Well, The thing is, is that, yes, sure. Is that commendable? But I think I'm somebody who I value others opinions so much that if I start asking my brother, my mom, my boyfriend, my best friend, and they're all probably going to give me a different perspective, a different opinion. I let that drown out what I'm actually thinking. And at the center of it, like I know what's best for me. And sure, I can soundboard off all of these ideas. But at the end of the day, I have to make the decision that I think is best for me. So when I say yes, I would just leave. Um, that's because I've had to do it multiple times before, and I know that I'm confident in my own decisions. And I'm also not afraid of failure. So if something doesn't work out, similarly, I actually interned at Nutramax as well, and I was hopefully going to go on to that. Going to be that was going to be my post grad job. And thank le- you did. <laughs> and like my brother, I was absolutely miserable as well. And I really didn't talk to anybody i mean i'm sure that my mom kind of saw it on my face and my friends probably heard it and whatnot but at the end of the day i kind of just made the decision for myself like okay this is not it for me and i didn't know what was next i didn't know if it was going to be grad school i didn't know if it was going to be another job whenever i graduated all i knew was that i had a summer full of traveling booked up and that i was just going to make it work afterwards so i just think that you have to be afraid that if the next thing whatever it may be, doesn't work out, then that's perfectly fine. But that could be your biggest break yet. Also, I think we're so afraid to jump to the next thing because we don't know what the result Mm -hmm. is going Mm to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just like real quick to clarify what I said too. I don't want people to think like that are listening that want to quit their job don't quit just because you had a bad week oh, or no. like a bad like a bad meeting mm-hmm. or something right. like that like I would never encourage that no. I'm saying when you know like it's been some time and it's not gonna get any better and you can tell mm-hmm. that then it's time to start thinking about that like I've never been the kind of person just like quit when things oh, not get at hard all. like I was with the company for three and a half years yeah so, what, what's your mom's name again Carla Carla I am not trying to influence <laughs> your daughter to quit her job or anything <laughs> anybody out there like you have to be able to build some thick skin and, and adversity is like mm-hmm. a, a huge growing like learning experience um and i did that so just don't quit just because you had a bad
0: week. No, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm not, same thing. I'm not saying that either. It has to be a culmination of things. It's mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not one bad day and you have to be like, oh my God, like my life is so hard. <laughs> um, and then that just be the reason that you quit. Like you have to have valid reasons and you have to be so, and I don't want to use the word miserable because mm-hmm. that's a big word to throw out there, but if you're, waking up and you're dreading your drive to work and you're dreading what you're going to have to do and then to turn around and do that five days a week like that's not a life Mm -hmm. like that's not happiness at all and you know we're going to go back to your side hustle thing but the last point I wanted to touch on with you know you quitting your job without having anything lined up afterwards you kind of mentioned you know leadership and being stuck in a cube. So what would you say is the most important part of of, of a job for you? And then what should people like us who are in that in between phase of we're going to graduate soon and get jobs and many people listening to this are kind of figuring it out for themselves as well. So what's the biggest piece of advice in terms of how important is leadership in a role or in a job?
1: Yeah. And it's something that I never thought about when I was in your guy's shoes. It was just what job is open that I like and Mm -hmm. how, how much money can I make and how can I get it? Um, I would say a huge piece of advice is people think that when they're interviewing for a job, like it's all about them, you're, you're interviewing them too, to make sure that you got, it's a, it's a team, you're a good fit and they're a good fit for you because it might be a great job, but if you don't see yourself fitting into their Company culture. Some people are fi- Some people love the nine to five like structure. Uh, you know, I clock in at nine, I'm done at five. Don't have to worry about it till tomorrow. If that's you, that's great. There's a lot of positions for we you wish out there. You, we wish
0: we were like you. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I
1: could handle that. It drove me crazy. I couldn't do that. Um, so I would say, yeah, look for a, a company that has the culture where their leadership is also like willing to listen to you, willing to let you make mistakes, um, and give you freedoms. Like. They, if they follow the same standard procedures and their response to everything is, well, that's just how we do it here, mm-hmm. that's like the worst thing that you can hear. You want to have companies that are open to new opportunities, open to new thoughts and ideas, um, and, and a company you can see opportunity with long-term or one that you're like, no, maybe I won't be here forever, but there's a learning experience. I think that's another thing that people need to look at. Cause I know you guys talked about in one of the episodes, like getting a job that you're passionate about and all this. And like, I, I've switched my stance on that. I used to be like, Oh, that just doesn't happen for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and now I see like it can, but it's not always going to be your first job right yeah. out of school. Mm-hmm. Like I made a lot of money my first three years out of school, but I didn't like my job. I just liked the money I was making. But I learned a lot from it that's going to help me down the road, that's helped me with my side hustle, that's helped me with sales. So if you're in a position where you're like, I don't want to be here forever the most positive way to look at it is like what can I how can I make this positive what can I learn what skills can I take that are going to help me get to that next job or how can I take this job and use the money to invest in something I do want to do is that what Um, you
0: do do you invest like back yeah so I
1: try to think of any like even when I had that job like I said I was making good money um but it was all right I'm gonna I don't love this job but I'm gonna use it as an investment avenue for camera gear, because it's not cheap. And not everybody's into creative side hustles. Mm-hmm. But whatever you're into, whether if it's travel, look at it that way. This is my, you know, my vehicle to get where I want to get, you know, maybe I don't love the day to day. and I'm, I know I'm going to make a change. But in the meantime, you have to try to find, well, I'm going to learn a skill that's going to be useful on my resume or another job, um, and try to flip it into a positive or else you'll go crazy.
0: It's kind of similar to what you were talking about with Jackie, where you knew there was an end goal. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same thing, with um, switching gears back to your side hustle is that you know that the end goal hopefully and what you're working towards right now is to make it you know a long standing mm-hmm. thing and an actual business so am I allowed to say the name of your business mm-hmm. yeah. uh it's still KCM creative right yeah. okay how yeah. <laughs> to make sure you <laughs> <laughs> well, he likes to go back and forth yeah. so
1: i'm indecisive <laughs> all
0: right so KCM creative which is i don't what do you want to call it videography photography business or b- yeah, brand yeah. building yeah it's
1: basically brand building through like content not meaning like blog Posts and stuff like that. But yeah, videos and, and photos for brands and companies. So like, um obviously if you're listening to this, you're getting married, you got events, cool. I'm willing to do that stuff. But Self-bug. my yeah, yeah, my main focus is definitely gonna be on like helping people like you guys, like fellow entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. creative side hustles, like build their brands up through visuals. Um, you guys know Instagram and Facebook and everything is king today. Yeah. And you need video. So I think that a lot of people don't know how to put together good videos or they think just because they record something on their iPhone and put it on their site, it's good. Right. There's so many videos out there today that just because you have some cool effects doesn't mean it's effective. Um, so I think creating effective videos that either build brand awareness or can lead, uh, lead to sales leads or whatever you're trying to do um, your video has to have a purpose, and you mm-hmm. can tell your story in a creative way that's not boring, but it also gets the point across.
0: So, what would you say is the long-term goal for KCM Creative?
1: Yeah, I mean, my big, grand goal is one day I would like to own my own like studio, mm-hmm. so where I can do like professional commercial shoots, um, where I can have camera people under me, so I can reach out to bigger organizations, mm-hmm. um, but also so that I can like teach young up-and-coming filmmakers, photographers, um that's what I've I've kind of had I have friends that do it, my uncle is a photographer, oh, yeah, yeah. he's shared a lot with me. So like one thing about me is I do I like to teach people. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, my sister Molly's becoming a teacher. I would love to do that if they made more money, mm-hmm. um, but they just don't. <laughs> so I feel like eventually this can be my way to give back because I'm self taught. I didn't go to film school, mm-hmm. but you can do that these days. Right. So yeah, it's, it's studio with, with hiring other camera people and giving them a chance because it can be tough to build a portfolio um, or for people to give you a chance. So kind of have that umbrella.
2: And Wood Said
0: Studio also have a podcast studio, Ooh. like for me and Shannon oh, to side through. Would, or
1: <laughs> we're, going, we're going all out. It'll be audio, video, podcast. Like we'll do it all.
0: And you can maybe bring back the rapping career.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> get, get back into it. I might have um, to adjust um, it off and come out of retirement.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, Oh, I had another question for you. Um, oh, so you said that you like to teach and that you are self-taught. So outside of the, um, appetizer, which was creative live, Mm -hmm. right. Um, what are some other ways that you've um, been able to learn more about the videography photography world?
1: Yeah, I think, um, going back to like not being afraid to put yourself out there, take chances. Like I was always afraid to like join any of those like local meetup groups. Um, I've joined some of those, I'm on some Facebook groups. YouTube and then the biggest way has just been finding people who you like their work and trying to reach out to them or taking a course of theirs or like I have a friend um, who I went to high school with Ray who he lives in Atlanta now every video I make I send it to him he's he's been doing it for 10 years so bouncing it off people and and getting constructive criticism Mm -hmm. not just like Sending stuff out So that people will be like Oh this is a really cool video Mm -hmm. Being like Yeah I know you think This is cool But like What could I have done better Uh, Yeah so I think A big thing is just Putting yourself out there and, And not being afraid To make stuff that people are not going to like because you're going to look back at it in 10 years Uh, i look back at videos i made two months ago and i'm like damn that sucks (laughs) just like always always be learning always be growing and getting better and not don't stop pushing yourself
0: so with the travel videos um, is that something you like to do long term like in terms of branding um possibly working with hotels or you want to kind of keep that as you know you're in jackie's little like a way to I'm trying to think of the word like commemorate your trip
1: yeah yeah, I think it's both I would love to do travel and branding videos Mm -hmm. for travel companies and hotels so if you're listening hit me up (laughs) Uh, no but I like doing those just on a personal level of you know it's like I've always liked photos and videos like you look back at like pictures of our grandparents and I'm like oh that's awesome I wonder Mm -hmm. what it was like back then and we have such like a cool opportunity now where like everything works out with me and Jackie one Mm -hmm. day if we have grandkids I can be like look we went on this trip to Italy and I have a video and they could be like damn grandpa used to be cool Like, (laughs) like, used to do stuff and it's just like to me that's an awesome opportunity that you have to like think about it's something that's always going to be there so that's why I like doing those
0: I think it's cool that you think so long term too like I know that you want to work on a project with grandma and grandpa um, to kind of get them on video because um, if you think about it and I even asked um, mom the other day Uh, If she had any videos of and Brandy, you don't know this, but um, my grandpa passed away whenever my mom was very young. And just randomly one day I was asking, I was like, hey, like, do you have any videos of grandpa or, you know, any sort of like home film tape type of thing? And she was like, no. And for me, I was like, oh, that's sad because I'll never be able to kind of know who he was. Um, But thinking about my mom it's been 40 plus years since since she's heard her dad's voice. Yeah. And so I think that we're in a really cool time, like you said, where we have all of this technology where, and we've mentioned it before with the, um, the Google ad a few, like a few weeks oh, ago yeah. about mm-hmm. remembering people so that when they're not here anymore, you can, you can hear their voice um, and remember who they, you know, who they were and how important they were to you. So yeah, I'm excited for it's, that it's project. It's
1: like a time capsule yeah. basically that you can look back at. Yeah.
0: So. It's funny because I always get annoyed with my mom
2: because, she always wants to take, like, pictures and videos mm-hmm. at every single yeah. family event, every every little thing, every football game, like, every cookout, everything. She always wants to take pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. And I used to get so annoyed about it. I'm like, why Like, why do you have your phone out? Why are you taking pictures? Why can't you, you just understand. live in the moment? Yeah. But now I understand more. And, like, we have a lot of family videos mm-hmm. from just, like, home videos from when I was growing up. Yeah. And, like, just seeing how I was when I was little is cool to, like, look back on yeah. now that I'm 22 years old. So
0: I think there's definitely value in it. And I should cut her some slack. <laughs> So what's um, one tip that you would give beginners um, who want to start a side hustle, whether that be, you know, like audio, uh, video, photography, or I don't know, whatever other side hustles exist?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you guys are a perfect example of what my advice would be is just... and uh, Wow, don't simple. make us just, blush. Uh, <laughs> oh my just gosh. do it. Because I think what held me back for... I've been wanting to do this for a long time was like what they call analysis paralysis. Like I've always been like, I have to like study all this stuff and make sure I'm an expert first. You have like imposter syndrome where like there's these guys that make awesome Mm -hmm. videos or awesome podcasts. So I can't do that. And it's like, they had to start somewhere too. Like I said, your first video, your first podcast, your first painting guitar lesson, whatever you're going to do, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be good, but it's going to get you moving in the direction where you're going to become good. So it's just start it and don't be afraid of what people think. Like just do it. Put yourself out there.
0: All right. Well, for the last portion of this, and I know that you're a big kind of you love to read and you love inspiring others, like you said, eventually you want to teach and be able to give back to people. So what's like a quote that resonates or motivates you on a daily basis or something that stuck with you um, that's kind of pushed you forward through all the adversities that you've been through, whether that be, you know, moving in high school. I know that we didn't really, you know, touch on that a whole lot, but quitting your job, moving around, doing long distance.
1: Yeah. And I think it's kind of fits perfectly into what we've talked about today. But, uh, so my quote is from Marcus Aurelius, who, um, I started studying, uh, stoicism a couple years ago. It's just a philosophy. And he's like one of the fathers of that. But the quote is, it never ceases to amaze me. We all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinions than our own. So I think it's just going back to that you should care about your own opinion first and stop worrying about what other people think about you because if you do that it's just going to weigh you down and you're going to get stuck and there's nothing worse in life than being stuck
0: yeah no i feel that well we're going to leave all of your information in the show notes instagram facebook definitely like you've heard if you have any interest in having a video shot for your brand i don't know graduation pictures weddings definitely hit him up um he has a portfolio he can show you but i mean you've all have probably seen the video he's done for a Jackie and I, he's, t- or Jackie. Girl, Whoa. you don't even know my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're for a R- fraud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassed. Um, for Brendy <laughs> and I. So definitely hit him up um, if you want anything like that done for you.
2: All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap on our first ever episode with a guest. Thank you. Um, Yes. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this. Yes. Uh, Thank
0: you guys
1: for having me. And just want to say I'm super proud of what you guys are doing. I can't can't wait to see where it goes.
2: Thank you.
0: Hopefully big, big things in the future. Yes, Yes.
2: hopefully so. So if you guys have any topics that you want us to cover in the future or other people, whether they're like local to the Charlotte area um, that you want us to bring on, just let us know. And until next Monday, that's that's the BS.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you.